What's going on, my friends? Welcome. It's episode 37 of the Game Game Up Podcast. Bringing you the hot takes, live stories, and spicy picks around in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, national, and international sports. Hosted by yours truly, Anne Prasani. Join us now around by Megan M, Alex Reach, and Chris Keir. You can listen to the podcast right now on SoundCloud, Ella Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and YouTube. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get Your Game On P. Robot said, it's time to get your game on. Yo, yo, guys, I'm hype. If you guys notice, I've had more energy in that intro than usual because I'm in a great mood. I mean, I'm. I, I said before on our last episode, I'm going on summer vacation in a couple of days, and the Yankees just won seven straight, so I'm a <laughs> happy man right now. All right, and we are so excited to welcome back after a, I just checked, 14-episode hiatus. We are so happy to welcome back on the podcast. Drum roll, please. Chris Kieran. Chris, welcome back on the show, my friend. Thank you. We Adam. miss it you. It's very good to be back. Uh, miss you guys I, too. I'm Definitely trying. looking forward to getting into these topics and talking um, sports again. I mean, I mean, if you want to talk about um your experience working a summer job, you can, like if you want. Aunt. It's all good. Just just a good summer. Kind of just getting away from everything. Just getting to teach your kids and just just Good, have a good time then, kind of just take a break from everything, but definitely glad to be back. Looking forward to watching some more sports and just chatting up with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just so you know, I'm definitely looking to you for looking forward to you, which I'm sure you're going to do, putting Michael on the spot here a couple of times. I'm looking forward to that. Alex. What? <laughs> yo, yo, Chris, we're going to go to head to head. We got to give the people what they want, baby. Oh, when the Cowboys and the Chiefs play each other. Oh, you know, man. I'm hoping to be at that game in Arrowhead. You buy me an extra ticket, baby. I'm flying down to Kansas. Dude. Where all Dude, my, my, my cowboy gear. <laughs> Alex knows I got cowboy underwear. So, ladies, <laughs> if you want to have your fantasy, Big Mike got some cowboy underwear. We don't. We don't need that image. Let's just move on. TMI. <laughs> all right. We're going to open it. We're going to start the show off with some baseball. Well, we start on. I mean, Chris, like, if I'm gonna leave it up to you, we may, we may or may not talk about um the Royals. I mean, if you want us to talk about them, I mean, we can. But if you don't want us to talk about them, I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been a disappointing stretch of the season. A lot of a lot of losing, but I mean, it's mo- mostly expected. It's good, good to get a series win against the Astros. That that always makes them that always makes me happy. A good series win. We couldn't get the sweep tonight, but you went three out of four against the Astros. It's, that feels good for any for any baseball fan. So I'm I'm content now. Are you guys playing? Um, wait, uh, is Kansas City playing the Phillies this season? I don't think they are. We don't do not play. I the mean, because if you were, I'd be I'd be rooting for you guys to um. Sweep them in order just to spite our friend Alex here. <laughs> oh wait, Alex, look up the next next time the 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 the, the Royals played played the Phillies. 
next season. I think it's either next season or the season after it that. It might not even be next season. I can pull up the 2022 schedule quick. Did they release the 2020 schedule? I, I don't think they, they did. I believe they did. Because I know in football, it's every four team plays each other. They're not like full, but I thought they had a team. Maybe I saw it wrong. Adam, good news about our Yankees, brother. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's get to it. A topic that I am sure that um that me that uh, I'm sure our friend Alex here is Live not it. happy about, but Michael Live. and myself are thrilled about the New York Yankees have won seven straight games. They swept the Boston Red Sox, and as of right now, they are a playoff team. And I just want to start by saying this, and this is like a confession line. I've been saying on this podcast over and over again how I did back in like a month ago. Oh, like I said, I didn't think this team was that good. I said I thought they were an average team. And I thought that, um, and I didn't see them like making this type of run. I said for I didn't think this team would end up like uh being a playoff team a month, a month ago. And and I gotta admit it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come clean. I'm gonna admit I was wrong. This team is. Is definitely a lot better um, than than I had previously given her credit for. I mean, I got, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I gotta give them, I gotta give them credit. I know I've been very critical of them, like in past episodes, like um, episodes, like definitely a month ago when things were looking really bad. And that's the thing. Hey, like any like um, Yankees fan out there that um is gonna get on like certain parts of the fan base for um like being disappointed you know a month ago like I think it was perfectly reasonable for Yankee fans to uh be critical of the team like with the way they were playing playing back then they were they were playing terrible baseball they were back then they were they were literally a 500 baseball team and this was a team that in the beginning of the year we all said like we thought could um we all expected to at least get to the World Series like that was the expectations for this team coming to the season. So I feel like um Yankee fans were like um justified in, in their frustration. But at the end of the day, I gotta give them credit. They've been playing so much much better baseball. I mean I mean I mean you look at Aaron Judge like he, he's he's like still doing his thing. I mean and that's the thing like if you look at the Yankees statistics, I don't know if you guys look at this at their statistics they're most offensively, they're mostly the same as as the first half. So offensively, like um, they still they still have the issues. But here's here's the one big difference. I and I brought and Chris, Alex, I brought this up um during um last week's episode over with Max. Check out this stat. Ad. In the first half of the year, do you know how many stolen bases the Yankees had? They had twenty stolen bases. Last in baseball, in the second half of the season, like after in the second half of the season, they they um currently lead the major stolen bases. So that's the thing, like this, and you and you watch them every day. They're getting big hits, you know. Um, they're um they're not just sitting back and waiting on the home home run anymore. They still do it their fair share of home home runs, but here's the thing: their offense is at a point now where they don't necessarily have hit the home run or scores. I think that was a big problem for them in the first half. F. Their mentality, like, at the 
their mentality offensively was just like was just waiting for the home run and when they and with um when they ended up not hitting the home run like the offense like stagnated now that they're um starting to um like like not like just they're starting to like um expand their horizons they're starting to steal more bases so they're not like just like looking to hit the ball 500 feet they're playing a better brand of baseball and Again, before I gotta give Brian Cashman a lot of a lot of credit. Like I've, you guys know, I've been very critical of him. I mean, Chris. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you uh, kept up with the MLB trade deadline. Those deals for Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo are doing wonders for this Yankees team. One hundred percent. Those were big contact cuts. So a lot of contenders make big time deals, and the Yankees Yankees need these moves to become a contender. Yeah, because his st- that was another big problem. They were way too right-handed. Like, pretty much their best left-handed bat was Aaron Hicks, who's out for the season. And, besi- and besides that, like, uh, their best left-handed hitter, like, with Aaron Hicks gone was Brick Guard. They had no quality left-handed bat. So, what that did, like, it gives, like, opposing managers, like, lane. Like easy lanes, like they can easily bring in. Like you saw what the Red Sox were able to do in the first half. They were able to bring in like Amavino, who um, Yankees decided to trade away and look at what he's doing with the Red Sox. They managed to fix him. That's neither here nor there. Sorry, I had to just sneak that complaint in there for a second. But but if the Red Sox were able to bring in Amavino. He would able to just mow down Yankees right hand batters. Now I don't know if I don't know if you um saw this, but. The Rock, the Red Sox have score. They couldn't do that in the series because they knew that uh, that um their right-handers would have to face Joey Gallo and Anthony Anthony Rizzo, oh, and those would, would end up being bad matchups. And so the they would Red Sox would have to bring in like a left-hand batter, and then all of a sudden you have all these right-handers to um smack around that left hander. So I just like those two those two moves right now. I think it's six say the Yankees are not are not even close to playing this good of baseball if they don't make those moves. No, like, no way. Definitely, no. But they're, they're playing good baseball, man. It's going to be fun to watch them the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Yeah, and just, it, you know, it's good, and it's good to see them, like, like playing well. And, and obviously, you now, going forward, like, um, will they um, keep this up, like, I can't. I'm not gonna say like um a hundred percent sure they're gonna keep this up because eventually, like all teams eventually hit their ruts. Like baseball is that type of game where you could be playing excellent one week and then um and then go into a slump next. So could the Yankees be hitting a rut in, the, in um in the future? It's de- it's definitely possible, but they've put themselves in a situation where um where they now can you know um. Maybe afford a little bit of a ride too. I don't know if you check standings right now. They are right now like they currently hold on to their first wild card. If the season ends today, Vegas would be hosting the wild card game at AXA. I believe they're um they're a game ahead of um the of the Oakland Athletics currently hold the second wild card, and they're a game and a half above the of the Red Sox. So Vegas have put themselves in a, a position where um. I want to say they have to be comfortable. They still need to continue like up, up this hot streak for a lot as possible. But they're in a position right where if they eventually do hit a right, they can still like um turn things around. Now, 
Like, so, and I gotta say, I say it's a guarantee the Yankees make the playoffs. Like, I'm not gonna say it's a guarantee, but as the Yankees right now, like, um, you just have to feel happy. I have no idea if you're a Yankees fan, how you could like not feel happy with the way this team is playing. I mean, Michael, you raise your hand. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% what you said, brother. But, however, you could have, like, the greatest baseball team of all time for the season. Any team can win on any given night. Don't get me wrong, Adam. Oh, I definitely. think we've been playing our best baseball in, like, in the last couple of weeks. But here's the thing. If we could win more games, we could probably get into 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 the playoffs. You know, but here's the thing about wild card games. We, we do really good in wild card games, Adam. Like the last, we're two and one in the wild we're two, card game. We're two and one, two and one in wild card games. The one wild card we lost was at home. Was it? All, all the wild card games the Yankees have been in have been like um at at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, the, the, 20, one, the, the only the, time the, we lost, we lost in twenty fifteen was to guess who? 20, the Houston Astros. Yeah, Astros. And I remember because me and Alex we were at TCNJ in twenty sixteen. I think this was twenty seventeen, right? Alex, we watched all the Yankee games together. And then I remember one time, me and Alex were watching the Yankee game at my house. It was Yankees for Swins, game three. And Alex was nervous. Remember that day, hey, Boogie? We watched the game at my house. We had to sleep. We had to, we, you crashed at my crib for the night. And Alex was like, you know, Mike, y'all know about your Yankees, man. They ain't going to win. So I looked. At, I told Alex, look at the scoreboard. And he in the game. He got so tight. Yo, but all joking aside, Adam, I'm not worried if we get to the wild card game. I'm not worried. You know what I mean? I'm just worried to whoever who we face. Who's the number one seed in MLB right now? Who's the number one seed in the American League? The number one seed in general. Uh, number one seed? Let me check. Is it the Angels? No, it's not the Angels. Give me a break, Michael. Uh, Michael the Angels yeah. are 62 and 61. Michael, but that was a horrible guess. I was just joking. I don't watch baseball like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, right now, um, in the American League is the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, Tampa Bay Rays. Cur- the- here's the thing. And that's another, another thing. For as well as the Yankees have played, the Tampa Bay Rays have played just as well. I believe yeah, they're um, really in the last 10 games, they have like seven. They're like seven and three. They've been playing excellent baseball. They just swept um, the Baltimore Orioles, so. We will be That's going the to- thing. They can keep on playing it this high all they want. If the FA race continue to play as good as soccer and there. So the division race, like for as well as, as the Yankees, for as well as they played, like um, still winning the division is going to be like um, a challenge for them to say at least. So I think, um, so I think right now, if you're a Yankees fan, you're looking to secure that first wild card, have that um, wild card game at Yankee Stadium. And I don't know about you guys. I hope and pray that uh, we get a Yankees Red Sox wild card game. Oh my God, that would be awesome, brother. There may be fights. That would be special. That would be insane. No. Bro, but, Adam, for the guy. I, I, oh, I got, I, got an, I got another good one Yankees Astros wild card game. Adam I, may, Adam, I may go to jail that game if I go to the Astros game. I may be swinging, so. The Astros better they better not make the World Series. You know? um, the Astros I mean, make the World Series. I'm the Astros right now, um, they're um, they're, they're technically in first. They're they're in first place in the American League West, but the Astros like they've been like um, kind of like um, cold like recently. I don't know if you heard. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris, you left. should know. You guys just swept them. Yeah. Almost swept them. We lost an extra tonight. But we got three out of four. Not too shabby. And yeah, that's, I mean, it's on the rest of their opponents to do the same. I mean, so, I mean, Chris, we all know how you feel about the Astros, so that must have felt good. It feels, I mean, if the, if Carlos Correa feels that ground ball against the Royals and doesn't commit the error, the Astros might never cheat. And the Royals aren't fuck, champions. Fuck the Astros. To all the people on our podcast, let's give the middle fingers up to the, to the Astros. Because <laughs> the Astros, we don't like you. I get your game on podcast. We don't like you here. We don't support your business here. So go <laughs> yourself with a big giant all deal. Right. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, but the Astros, like, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they won four straight, being the Rockies and the Angels. But now they just they lost, but then they lost that last game to the Angels. They just lost uh, three out of four to the Royals. They lost um, three out of four to the Twins. So they've been in like. In a little bit of a rut year, so I would not be sh- like. If you look at the way Oakland is playing right now, oh, like they're still in the race. I would not be shocked if um, like the the Oakland the A's like also took back to the division. I could def I could definitely see that happening as well. I think it's gonna be a very interesting race. Yeah, I think yeah, I think um the AL Central, the White Sox, are gonna have that locked yeah, up. I don't see any other team that. challenging. Them like I think the Rays have um for the most part I have the East locked up so oh so it's gonna come that out to um the Astros the Yankees the A's and the Red Sox for those last three playoff spots. I'll fall behind the Blue Jays right now that second wild card. I mean, I mean yeah you can't necessarily add up the Blue Jays yeah, except. It's just that I, I just think um like um, no I, I mean I definitely agree. I, I think the I think the uh it's the, I think the Blue Jays are good. I think um the other teams in the American League are better. That's all. I definitely I definitely agree. Yeah, I I I def I definitely um think so. What was it? sorry? What was I gonna say again? I mean, but we've also got to talk about. I mean. We gotta talk about the National League right here, and what was it gonna? And um, we gotta talk about since we are a um New York, uh, New Jersey, Philadelphia sports talk. This we gotta talk about um, the free falling New York Mets. It is just I really wish we had Marcellus on this episode because it, it it's just it's it's not been good. That's all we're gonna say right now. It has not been. In good times in Metland, they have they um just got swept by the Dodgers. They got swept by the Phillies. They lost three out of four to the lowly Marlins. I mean, they have just been playing terrible, terrible baseball. And I and I said it at the time. I said it at the time. I always I I I didn't see this kind. I see the Mets like playing this bad, but. Even if you looked like back when the, uh, in the uh, back like I don't know like a month ago, when the when the Yankees were um struggling and the Mets were playing any good, like they pretty much had the same record. The only difference was that was that the Yankees were um in a much tougher division and the Mets were in like a, a in the, at the time a very weak division. But ever since then, we've seen you know the Phillies are playing much better baseball and the Braves like. <laughs> 
who um, were struggling a bit to start the year, the Braves have finally started to figure it out. And now they're and now they're um in, in the lead in an Astro League East. So I I I think that kind of like um I think teams like the Braves and the Phillies, they kinda um hit the Mets like um in like you know where. Like I the kind they kinda gave them a kick kick in the Mets like you know where. So I mean it's just like I mean, I'm I'm not a Mets fan, so I don't watch them every day. So um, I again, I wish we had Marcelo's on to give his take, but it's just been ugly baseball last and playing like in Queens. I mean, Alex, go ahead. Let me uh, let me get this straight. Did you just say the Phillies are playing better? They just got swept by the crap ass. D-backs. <laughs> I meant before this series, all right? I, 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 but, um... Oh, my God. Has Alex said something about wrong... Said something mean about the Phillies? Oh, wait. I mean, Alex I mean, um... Yeah, but, I mean, they... The Phillies are in a kind of bit of a rut right now, but even then, before that, they, like, um, swept the Nationals and they swept the Mets. Like, they went on, like, a seven-game winning streak, so... I think that's what I'm talking about with them playing, with them playing, <laughs> them playing bad baseball. But Alex, I appreciate you correcting me there. But you get my point. Honestly, like, um, like the teams, honestly, like the Braves, like um, with the one the Braves have been, uh, they've, they've kind of like um, given the Mets like kind of like a a scare, if if you know what I mean. Oh, I was about to say honestly, in my mind. I see Atlanta winning the division. I mean, right now it's starting to look that way. I mean, but here's the thing, like, Alex, I'm going to talk about your Phillies here for a second. I mean, after that type of a run, like, after that type of a run, if you look at how poorly the Mets have been playing and that you just won seven straight, I mean, you got to capitalize on that, man. Your team has to, has to like, um, Capitalize on that and try to uh, like um, like make a and try to make a race out of it, you know. But yeah, this stretch um for the Phillies has just not been has just not been fun. Go ahead, Alex. So starting tomorrow, the Phillies start a three game set at Petco Park against the Padres. Uh honestly, if honestly, if you're um the Phillies and you're facing the Padres, my fan, my mentality going to testers would be just don't get swept. Wait, like, you, like you just don't get swept because the Padres are like um are obviously a really good team. Even worse to add, yeah. after the Padres, Tampa Bay comes to Philly. To play the Phillies for two games. Yeah, yeah, Phillies have a very tough schedule, uh, and that's why that's what makes like this past series against the Arizona like so much worse. That was your chance to really like kind of like get bad and like um before you have to face these tough teams. And then, uh, and then, and then team. after that, you have um. You have Arizona at home. If you guys don't yeah. win at least three out of four in that series, like 
just so you know, you're not going to want to hear from me, Alex. <laughs> just so you know, Alex, my friend, if you guys don't take at least three out of four <laughs> in that series, you are not going to like what I have to say. Who do they play against? Arizona. Alex, I got no words for you, dude. Here, Adam, I'll make you a bet. What? If the Phillies win three out of the four games, I can talk Phillies baseball that Thursday. Okay. And if they don't, myself and the rest of the people of this podcast, we can laugh at the Phillies. Yes. They don't want three out of four. The Phillies might not be relevant enough to talk about in the playoffs. I mean, Alex, I, that's a, that's Chris, we nice. love having you back, man. I love having you. For real, do they have to get three out of three out of four? That's nasty. I mean, at least, at least they get home field advantage with that series. Gary, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Alex, do you agree to the terms of those of that bet? Yes. Okay, so. When does the series take place? It takes place, um, I believe next week. Starting next Thursday, I think. Next next Thursday next Thursday. Yeah. Good. And the series ends that Sunday. I see. So yeah, oh, I mean to give you a little preview of the pitching matchup for next Thursday, it's Zach Gavin against Matt Moore. Wow. Zach Gavin is one and seven. So it's going to be interesting to see how it, that game goes. Yeah. I'm checking the LB stains right now. And guys, it just came to my attention. I don't know if you guys agree. Has there ever been a more OP division in baseball? Than the NL West. That's, I mean, you've. That, I mean, obviously, we knew. We all knew the Dodgers and the Padres are going to yeah. be good. Be, but look at the Giants, man. That that's very impressive. I mean, they have just been like. I think they're the biggest surprise of the season. To be honest, I, I agree, hundred percent, without a doubt. I mean, I mean, this is a team that we all thought were that I thought was like going to be like last. Uh, did I pick them to be last in the NL West? I don't really, I don't really know, and I, I don't really remember. But you, but you guys get my point. Like we, no, they definitely want above the Dodgers or Padres. Yeah, but that, but that's not, but that's my point. I mean, but they have just played outstanding baseball. I mean, Brandon Crawford's had an unbelievable season. Buster Posey, I mean, you know, it's just been un- unbelievable as well. I mean, he, I mean, he, uh, I mean, he, ever since he's come, I mean, I did, he did get hurt point of the year, but I remember Buster Posey missed last, all of last season with COVID and he's came back and he's played like some of the best baseball, like we've seen Buster Posey play in like a long time. Like, this is like, um, like, this is like Buster Posey has had a season this good since he won the MVP back in 2012. He's definitely been 
very dominant. Yeah, I mean, but look, look, look at this. Like in that season, let, let me give you a comparison for this for these stats here. In 2012, like Buster Post hit 336, 408 on base, 549 slugging, 9.57 OPS. This season, he's hitting 322, four on base percentage of 416, slugging percentage of 536, X OPS of 952. Nearly identical numbers to um to um that 2012 season. I mean, he's just been Dang. unbelievable. Almost I don't think any of us Almost saw this guy from us supposedly. I don't think I I, I never no, saw this guy. Exactly, like after a year no. off of Kova, no, you figure he's no getting chance. up there from age. I mean, he has just played unbelievable. Definitely one of like um the better storylines I think of this baseball season. But yeah, the Giants have just been unbelievable. I mean, obviously the Dodgers have just been like um the uh the Dodgers and the Padres. They've been they've been and the Padres have definitely like been like really solid as well. I forgot to mention this with the Mets. I don't know if you guys heard of what Steve Cohen had to say. He literally like um went on Twitter during the game and basically ripped the team, which honestly like um. And, and and the Yankees had a similar situation with um uh, I believe um Luke Voigt where um I don't know if you guys heard um Luke Voigt like um basically said like with Anthony Rizzicone like he said like I feel like I'd I deserve to play like um and here's what I'm gonna say I don't necessarily have a problem with Luke Voigt like saying to me I still think I deserve to play like um because I get that like Luke Voigt is a is a is a big time is a big time player like um. And he should have confidence in him. He should have that type of confidence. This is a guy who led the majors in home runs. So I completely understand, like, Voight in still wanting to have, like, an everyday role on this team. I completely understand Voight wanting playing time. The only problem I have is that he kind of came off, like, when he was giving that answer, he kind of came off as, like, kind of like a me guy. Not that he is me no, guy. I'm not accusing you of that, but he kind of came. He kind of gave up that that yeah, like attitude. Like he's talking about like. He, it kind of felt like he was bragging. Is what I'm trying to say. I get what he was trying to say. I just felt like he could have worded it better. But yeah, here's what here's what Steve Cohen had to say on Twitter. It's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more discipline. An approach. The slogan OPS numbers don't lie. I mean, Stevie, what are you doing? I can understand like um a player like um like like Luke Voigt like um like saying what 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 yes like he's a because they're saying he's the one who's going to he's a player he's the one who's going out there and playing 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 the game. So I've always had, had this opinion where when athletes like um say stuff that like um. That maybe they shouldn't say. I'm more willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, like um, with with Luke because they're the ones that actually go out there and play the game. They're the ones that um, again, like um, actually like um, doing things that um, myself or Chris or Michael or even the owners themselves couldn't do. When you look at Steve Cohen, this is a guy like like he's a businessman. He's just a guy who's mostly like I understand he's heavily invested in the team. But for the most part, he's like um, watching like from the sidelines, and you go out there and you're like um, 
putting your team on blast. I think that's just a bad look for Steve Cohen. Oh, I, I def, definitely agree with that. That's, that's definitely not the way you go about any of that. And I, say, I was listening to um again, I always cite them as the source. I was listening to Mike K show earlier, and they did bring up a, a great point. Here's the thing. If um uh, Twitter was around when George Steinbrenner owned the Yankees, he would definitely be Steve Cohen did. One thousand percent. Cause Steve Cohen, like in the, like as an owner, he kind of kinda has that like um George Steinbrenner, you know, tough mentality and and the lot of Met fans, I'm sure that's what they want at because because we look at all those years with the Wilpons basically not caring. Like, um, I'm sure they wanted a guy who was like tough, like that, who has that kind of mentality. But I definitely think Steve Cohen, like, um, I I understand his frustration. I definitely thought like, um, he crossed the off the line there. But yeah, I mean, that's basically pretty much all we have to say. Um, the Mets are in free fall, and the Yankees are like, um. Playing, uh, playing excellent baseball, and we'll see what happens um, with your Phillies, at, Alex. I mean, we're at, like, we're at like, what, six weeks left in the baseball season? It's going to be very – this race is going to be very interesting, I feel, with the American League wildcard race, ace, and everything. Like, um, it, I really am looking forward. It's going to be a very, very fun last six months of the season, so – Buckle up. But now we're going to move on to Chris. I've started doing this. I've started giving buns to um to introduce um our next segment here. So what okay. am I going to use today? The segment of the show that is like a Joey Gallo missile. Mike's hot take. Michael Connie, I'm taking it away. Oh, Adam, oh, baby, that was good. <laughs> All right, boys, I was I was at home, you know, doing some research. They Stephen A. Smith, I got some on Stephen A. Smith today. Stephen A. Smith, and I agree with him, said that Clay Thompson is a top five shooter. People disrespect Clay Thompson more than any other player in the league, in my opinion. He's like one of the people that they disrespect. Clay Thompson... Besides Kevin Durant, I say Clay Thompson and Steph Curry were the real reason why those Warriors won those, won those back-to-back championships, and they had the three championships that year. I'm telling you, Clay Thompson's a shooter. He, in the league, he's the top five. If he's healthy, he's a, he's one of the greatest shooters. I'm just saying that on the real. Think about it. Clay Thompson, who had what 32 points in one quarter with jump shots only, that's impressive. Hell. I'm saying this, guys, on record, the Warriors may have a fighting – if they get Klay Thompson back, the Warriors are making it to the playoffs, 100%. They almost did it this year. But my Lakers, you know, waxed that ass with it, but that's not the point. The point is, Chris – The Grizzlies whacked them, but it's me. The Warriors are going to be great this year when they get, when they get their big three back. You get Curry healthy. You got Green, who sucks. But and then you have Clay Thompson. In my opinion, he's a top five shooting guard in the league, in my opinion, if he's healthy. He hasn't played in two years, but I really, really hope was he's a guy left in the in the tent. 
think about it, guys. In the 2019 NBA Finals, game six, he tore his ACL out, and he still made a free throw with a torn ACL and walked out the arena. That's how much you got to respect his game, his confidence, and his, and his love for the game. Players, we don't see that that much. Most players, when they hurt, they're like, no. Kobe had that mentality when he tore it, when he tore it, when he tore it, when he had an Achilles tear in 2013. That made Kobe less explosive. Point is, we don't see it that much. You know what I mean, Adam? Michael, I just want to say I completely agree with everything you're saying. I mean, Clay Thompson, I mean, he's like about him being a top five shooter in the league, definitely. I mean, I think you could make the case that Clay Thompson like is up there with some of the greatest shooters of all time. Absolutely. The people get, don't give that. him no respect. They give him no respect. Because everyone's saying like, why that's the thing, like here's the thing. Kevin Durant and like Steph Curry, like obviously took the headlines of that um Golden State Warriors super team and rightfully so, but Clay Thompson was definitely a very, very big part of that team. That's the reason why they won it, because he, he was guarding LeBron, KD, Uncle LeBron, my bad, Kyrie, and Kevin Love, all three of those series. And that's why they won in 2017. But here's the thing. I want to say he's the reason they won, the but, 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 he, he, the but, but he, he was definitely like a major part People of it. People call me crazy for this. The one, uh, the one flaw that um, I think holds like um, Clay back from being like a true superstar is He's just—he's not the best at creating his own shot. Like he's more of an off the ball, like um, type of type of player. He's an old school shooting guard, like Reggie Miller and Rip Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's saying Steph Curry and Kevin Durant—they can create their own shots. Like um, is a spot up shooter. He he can get one two dribbles. He can shoot. That's yeah. all he needs. He plays like a. Or old school shooting guard. Exactly, exactly. And I'm, not, I'm not trying to disrespect Clay Thompson. He's still, in my opinion, a star level player. I just, I just don't think like the, the thing about Clay Thompson is, I just feel like he's not the type of player that um can be like um the like best player like um on a championship team because I feel like he needs like um I feel like he's much better like um as a Robin than a Batman. And I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with all of that. I think, I think the role he plays in Golden State is the absolute perfect role for him. I, I am. I, I'm telling you. Let me ask you a question. If he was on a different team, you think he would be a superstar? If he was on a different team, uh, I would say no. I, would say I think no. he'll be and still a superstar. Going off that, would you call Bradley Beal a superstar? Absolutely. If he goes to a different team, I think he'll be a star, a superstar. If he's on a di- star, I think so. Superstar. Eh. What he left I the league? No, uh, that's the best I, similarity I think for Clay on a different team. I think superstar is a bit of a reach. It's, it's a bit too far for Bradley Beal. I agree. He's, an, he's an excellent player. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but no, I, I agree. I agree. Which is why I say Clay Thompson is not a superstar. I yeah. think Clay, Clay Thompson could be a superstar if. He was in the Eastern Conference. I think he will, you know, he'll be a superstar in the Eastern Conference. Because the Eastern Conference, anybody could be a, super, a superstar. For example, DeMar DeRozan, 2018, when he played for Toronto, he was a superstar. When he went to the San Antonio Spurs, he became a regular player. Chris looking at me like I'm crazy, but I don't, I don't agree with that. 
And I love no, that. I don't agree with that either. DeMar DeRozan, look look at his eyes. He was not a superstar. He was a, oh, he was a DeMar DeRozan is not a superstar. Superstar a, is like top 10 at least for me. My opinion, like super, in, my, in my seven. opinion, like here's my definition. Like, uh, everyone, I understand everyone has their de- ever definition of what a superstar is. I think a superstar is the type of player that could be the best player on a championship. That's team. what I was about to say. Yep. Okay. Obviously, there's some exceptions to that. I mean, there yeah, are there are some exceptions to that. But, no, I agree with that. But you, but you get what I'm saying. Like, um, say I think I think you're James Harden's like um on his team. Yeah. When when they won the championships with the Pistons in 04, they had one superstar, and he was their defensive superstar, which was Ben Wallace. And they had Rasheed Wallace, who was an all-star. Chauncey Bellows wasn't a, a superstar on that 2014 when they beat no. the Lakers. No, they're definitely one of the exceptions. You have they're to have a lot of stars. Like a lot of stars if you don't have a superstar. Boy, you, you, think you can have a great role players and then yeah. have one star yeah. to win a championship. That's how you used to do in 04. I'm telling you. A team like there's like, but I agree with Chris. Every team had a superstar to win championship. Yeah, you ain't wrong. But one year they didn't. Might be the last team that didn't. Yeah, like there's a few teams that didn't win championships. Oh, and I'm trying to think. Hold up, 2000, the Lakers had superstars. Oh, one, oh, two, oh, three, oh, three. The Spurs had superstars. Four, oh, five, 2006. They had Dwayne Wade, but he was in the super coming into a superstar. Oh, eight. They had Garnett, Pierce, 09, the Lakers, 2010 Lakers, 2011, they had Dirk, 2012, 13, 14 Spurs, 15, 16, 17, 18. No, you're right. No, I can't remember. No, I did. It's hard to, like, it's hard to remember. Yeah. Wait. Wait, 80s was Bird. It was Bird and, um, and Magic in the 80s winning. Yeah, like it's it's crazy because like I don't know the scores when they won like fifteen, you might not say they had a superstar, but yeah. they had like five all star guys, so that's not it that's they were just I got a question for all you guys. Alex yeah. chip in if you want to do this. What is the best era in the NBA for for contacts that you can get away with? I think, I'm gonna guess I say the nineteen eighties. The eighties and nineties were the toughest era to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I already get. I mean, you you know more about that stuff than I do, Michael. Okay, like you're better with NBA history than I than I am. But I would assume like the nineteen eighties. Yeah. Because you guys ever heard the Bad Boys? My dad, who was a Bad Boy fan, they had this thing called Jordan Rules. <laughs> like, I mean, who hasn't heard about the Bad Boy Pistons? The Bad Boy Pistons. Yo, Chris, let me ask you a question: What team you will not want to face? The Bad Boy Pistons. Or the 95, 96 Bulls. You're coming out the tunnel. You're playing one of them. What's he me doing on the play? The bad boys? Or or, or the 95, I mean, 96 Bulls? I mean, I'd rather play neither. <laughs> you got to pick but, one. You're, mean, you're, a, you're a rookie player coming out of both years. I'd rather play the Bulls. Yeah, you rather play the Bulls? Oh, Alex, how about you? Go against MJ, not get bullied every 48 minutes. MJ would bowl you, but Alex, you're not going to talk. You're going to be. I would definitely have to go with Chicago. You, Adam, how about you? Um, probably Chicago. 
I want to face the Pistons. You kidding me? I don't want to face the Pistons. You kidding me? You had Isaiah Thomas. You had Bill and Bear clothesline you in midair. Oh. Uh, Dennis Robin, who was a lunatic, coming into a lunatic. He had Isaiah Thomas probably throwing elbows at you. I do not want to face the Pistons. Bro, I, I saw Michael Jordan get beat the heck up by oh, them. Yeah. You got it? No. All right, face for it. Mike, have you seen the, the Malice in the Palace documentary yet? The oh, my episode? God. I saw that, dude. I watch the first episode. I need to. I don't know if the second one's out yet, but I don't want to watch Run on Test. That's the one play I go against. Oh, man. That man. really kicked me off. And then I saw Isaiah Thomas said if he was still the Pacers coach, that wouldn't have happened. And I, I lost. I was like, that's just false. He would have started. He would have made that work if he was their coach. He would have talked so what? much oh, crap, hyping that up. Isaiah oh, Thomas would have not. He would not have kept that team in check. No Run on Test, who was basically laying down. On on the on on what's that thing called on on the time score on the time on on the, on the coming onto the scores table, laying down on it, a fan who I believe shouldn't who later on the, in his Ron Artest had a documentary so the fan was was a recovers an alcoholic through a drink, however I think in the NBA you should not allow fans to do that I know fans they want to heckle and joke with the star players like again yeah. they had a little bit that's yeah. one thing. Yeah, that's uh, heckling is one thing. You do not throw stuff at people. You do not throw shit. That's clearly crossing the line. Like I don't care if you try to be funny. You can talk about their family. That's 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 too much. But talk about how they play. Like yo, tell like like you say LeBron. You can't score in the whorehouse. Like that. I mean, mean, yeah. I mean, that's type of stuff. That's one thing. I mean, throwing stuff at people. I told you. I told you guys before. I told you guys this. Story for I mean Chris, I just told you for the first time off the mm-hmm. air the story at the, um, the Jackals game where a fan like was fans are pouring beer into the opposing team's dugout and it caused like a big brawl and like and that's something that as fans like you like you should you know what lines not to cross and yeah. you just don't do stuff like that. No. I got to say you can be funny, you want to be funny, and th- and, th- and that's the thing, and then th- and then we have that situation like in the playoffs where. That one fan threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving. I mean, like, oh, yeah. and one fan spit on Trey Young. And uh, then oh, another yeah, fan like cool. poured popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Like oh, yeah. that's stuff that that's clearly cross the line. That yeah. is just unacceptable. Fan and Philly behavior. fans are way disrespectful. I'm saying that now. Philly fans are the worst. Yeah. And now that you can agree with that, you have some crazy fans. And don't be biased. Uh, You're under oath. Uh, yeah, we are definitely. Crazy when it comes to sports. Yeah. So that's my hot take, boys. Yeah, but yeah. Before that, I was gonna ask you, Michael. Going back to uh, Clay Thompson, I I want to propose this question to you. Go ahead. Do you brother. think Clay Thompson is a top fifteen player right now in the NBA? If he's healthy, yeah, absolutely. This is this is my. Um, I, was just... I mean, I think he's borderline. When he's healthy, yes. <laughs> Well, he's has the thing, Adam. He hasn't played in over two years. Yeah, he hasn't played. So, yeah, I mean, I think this he's season, from like ACL injury. He's coming from an ACL injury. Yeah, most players don't come back great. No, after ACL so. injuries, I have never seen it happen. Only Jason Kidd, when Jason Kidd was playing, he was getting last triple doubles, but he still got. Them. When you have an ACL injury, you know what type of player. Yeah, but but here's the thing, though. I th- I could see. Ka- like, look, I, I could see, like, um, Clay Thompson, like, coming back from his ACL injury because 
he's the type of player he's never like relied on his athleticism. Like, like except for he's more of a spot up, like spot up shooter. Like he's the type of, like he never really relied on his athleticism. We look at a player like um, for example, Derek Rose. He was the type of player that relied on his athleticism. That's why the ACL injury like really derailed his career. Yeah, but Derek Rose still got his athleticism some. But here's the, here's the thing: if Derek, if Derek, that ACL injury, if that never happened, Derek Rose, I said before, would have been like, would have gone down as one of the greatest point guards of all time. Man, yeah, but yeah, with, 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 yeah, I can't wait to see the Warriors play this season with like, a healthy, like, with that good. healthy um, play Thompson and if Steph Curry like uh, can repeat like Damn. what he did last year. I'm gonna give it a bull take, guys. I would not be surprised if um. The Warriors were like a top four team in the West this season. Oh, that one's like I'm gonna make a prediction for the West for the top four teams in the East and West. Number one, it's gonna be the Lakers. We'll, we'll save that I'm for um, our NBA predictions video. Please. We don't want to give spoilers away to our viewers for our, our NBA predictions season predictions video. I want to just do one one of these episodes. One Lakers, number two, it's gonna be the Nets. Okay, fine. all right, fine. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, Michael, excellent hot, excellent hot take. I mean, do you guys want to vote on it or not? I approve. That's a great hot take. I didn't like the Draymond Green slander in the beginning. <laughs> What's wrong with Draymond Green's over? Oh, oh, that, oh, oh, oh. he's a stud. He overrated. That's a different he, story. He's not as good now, but he they don't win those championships without him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still like a, a key part of their team. He's still a I mean, great he, player. I mean, he, he's just. He's, he's so not. He's not like um. He's not, he's not amazing, but he's still like um. Uh, like um. Like if the Warriors like do make a research this season, he's gonna be like a big reason why. Oh, for sure, he'll be way better playing. So. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm glad he can't make layups though. So, <laughs> one game, you know, so yeah. I'm happy for him. Other than he that, no All right, guys. So since um. As I said before, um, we're not gonna have an episode last week. As I said before, your boys going on summer vacation, so and by, so so by that point, um, um, our next episode will will sh- would be up like at the end of August, and at that point, I believe the college football season would have already started. So, oh, guess what, guys? We're gonna Holy preview. Dude, we're gonna talk, start, talk college football right now, and uh, preview this upcoming season. So, well, Adam, I mean, hang hold up, Adam. Before we start, me and Alex will do our usual chant. But Alex, the college game day chant we used to do. You gotta say it with me for all times, Alex. Come on, give people the college game day. College game day. All right, now we got the. That's what me and Alex usually do. All right, guys. I mean, I guess I mean, I'm weak. I mean, Chris, you know what? Since we have Chris back on this episode, he's the college expert around here. So, you know what? Chris, my friend, the floor is yours. If you want to talk some, if you want to like um, start breaking down some college football season. Okay. I mean, I'm just excited. Almost college football season. It's, I love college football. It's always just. I just remember waking up Saturday morning, watching college game day, just getting hyped. Yeah. Well, college football all day long. That's nothing like it. But yeah, it's just it's gonna be a crazy season. We got all the drama about 
conference is switching up to. So that's going to be a storyline to watch. Is this actually the last year of the Big 12, Oklahoma, Texas, are they dipping? Is this the last year they play for that title? So that'll be interesting. But, I mean, the big thing is we got a big matchup early. We're going to find the exact date. But we got Oregon, Ohio State. We got Clemson and Georgia early on in the season. So, like, there's some big-time games to start the season that I'm super, super excited for. I'm trying to find the exact date for Clemson, Georgia on my phone, but – but like, the main thing is, I mean, can anybody be Alabama? I'm not not super confident in that. But oh, we'll what, team, goes. Yeah, what team's going to be good? Clemson, Georgia. They play so Saturday, August fourth. Is that, that be college game day number five? College, college game is going to be located this year. It definitely it has to be that game. Clemson, and, Georgia. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, I consider my myself the lead corso of, of, of the God Get Your Game On podcast because I always put my shenanigans. So Lee Corso from Get Your Game On. So I interrupt you, Big Chris. We love you. you. Get your game on. We love all of, we love we love Desmond. Desmond's the dog. Kirk. We love you three. So Alex considered himself the Kirk of the of the Get Your Game On policy. Chris is uh I'm 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 guess I'm Desmond in, in Lee Corso, and uh, I consider Chris the lead and the host, and Adam's other host too. It's Bear because he does the bet situation. <laughs> I dig it. You know, I'm just like, Bear like... college game day. I was, Adam's like, who the <laughs> hell is Bear? Bear's a go. Bear's a go. Yeah. And guys, I can't yeah. wait to watch some college game day games with you guys. If we're ever yeah. Chris, if you're ever in Jersey, you know what's house to be at. Dude, yeah, we should. We yeah, we should definitely like um, like um, do a college game day, like um, like a Zoom meeting or get together yeah, or something like that. We should have a college game day Zoom meeting. Just to get your game on. We love this is this is what we do, fans. We we doing this for you guys. So, hey Chris, what's your picks for college get for college football this year? What's your pick? But before before that, I, w- I want to um a- ask Chris this, like um, in this regards to um, like um, all like a, a lot of the, the top teams out there, like you got Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, they all <laughs> lost their um starting quarterbacks, like like Ohio State lost Justin Fields, Alabama lost Mac Jones, and Clemson lost Trevor Lawrence. So. I mean, I mean, you're obviously more into like the recruiting process than I am, but talk about like um how like um that's gonna like affect um um the season this year because those are three big time teams. No, hundred percent. They all all lost studs, but I will say they all have the three the three quarterbacks replacing those teams. They're all gonna be Heisman front runners still. Clemson's quarterback, I I'll, I'm gonna mispronounce this, but DJ. You would, I'm not, no clue. You would get Laley, but that's probably not right. But he, he was a top recruit two years ago, so he was there last season. He played, he had a game where he played a little bit when Lawrence got hurt. I remember. I think it was Notre Dame. He can't play, if I remember right. He had some good moments, but like he was a top recruit. Um, I don't know much about Ohio State's quarterback, but I know Bryce Young at Alabama. Is there's that team's gonna be special? Like, I'm not, I mean, that they, they always have top quarterbacks just coming in year in, year out. 
but it's just going to be process of like getting, getting adjusted to, um, to like the situations. But I think, I mean, the, the rosters are loaded on both sides. Some holes defensively for Clemson maybe and maybe some other spots for teams, but like it's a long season and these teams definitely still have more talent than, um, than the, like anybody else in the country. So, I mean, these teams are in a spot where they can lose a regular season game and still easily make the playoffs. So if that happens for these teams, it's not a big deal. They just got to be playing good football at the end. Yeah, Chris, I also wanted to ask you, I mean, obviously, like, um, without, obviously, with the college football, you got your top dogs. Like, again, the, the schools I mentioned, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Aim, um, do you think there is, like, um, a sleeper team that we're not talking about that could potentially sneak into the playoffs? So, like, it's it's so tough because, like, SEC winners going to get in. Um yeah. Ohio State would get in if they only have one loss. Oklahoma would get in. A Big 12 team will have a good chance. An ACC team will get in. So, like, it, with from those four conferences, you get at least three. It's, it'd be surprising if winners don't get in. So, like, so you have three locks, basically, from those winners. And it'll probably be those teams. Maybe, like, I don't know. if uh, It's Oklahoma, but it's probably Big 12. Ohio State, maybe a different Big 10 team could sneak in, but it, that would be tough, too. So you probably have one of those two teams. And then the ACC probably have Clemson again, unless they lose two games, which would be tough. But, like, so much can happen. And then the SEC, I think you have a good chance of two teams there. Like, it's super tough. But the sleeper team for me, I would say North Carolina with Sam Howell. Uh, Sam Howell, I think he have, he's probably the best quarterback prospect going into next year's draft. He's a big-time player. And I think – if they can upset Clemson, that puts them in prime position to potentially make the playoffs. And I, I think North Carolina is a team to watch. It's a big sleeper. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I need mean, question. Go ahead, Chris, uh, what are your thoughts on Penn State, Wisconsin? Penn State, Wisconsin. That that that'll be. Do they play early in the season? Do you know? Oh, they do play week one. Ooh, Saturday morning kickoff. That's going to be epic. Let's go. Oh, man. I did not really play week one. That's one thing. There's so many good week one games. Like uh, more conference battles week one. Big Ten. I think Big Ten's doing a lot of – a lot of. I don't know if they're exclusively conference, but they have a lot of conference. They also have – Ohio State doesn't play conference too. No, they do play Minnesota. So, like, they play at Minnesota. That's a tough week one game. You have, like – Indiana and Iowa week one. So, like, the Big Ten going right into the gauntlet, which I have mixed feelings about. But, like, that Penn State-Wisconsin is going to be really, really sneaky. I think I like Wisconsin at home in that one, but we still got a couple weeks out, so it's still a lot to learn about these teams as we get closer. Like, it's going to be insane to see all these big matches week one. Because, like, that's what the fans want. Because usually we get a good out-of-conference game or two. Like, Clemson-Georgia, we usually have a most of the matchup like that. Oh, I'm season. Usually not that exciting, but like a big matchup like that. But like we have some big, massive Big Ten matchups that like they're gonna be huge down the line. Like if like if Wisconsin or Penn State, maybe though they're somewhat sleepers to push for a Big Ten title, like they have to win week one. Like usually you get a chance to walk in the thing, but like if you lose this week, you 
you have to win out essentially, and that's just super tough. So, like these week one matchups in that conference are going to be huge. Speaking of Indiana, they play Iowa that Saturday. Playing at, on the road in Iowa to start the season, that's that's tough. That's a tough place to play, and I I don't see them winning that one. But there's a lot to a lot to like about that, though. Yeah, it's like really getting they really get into those conferences quickly. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know what? I'm like, um, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm excited for because in recent years, like, um, it's just not been like, um, good for us. But Rutgers got nice football. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna give some brief thoughts. I mean, obviously, like, um, I'm the resident, like, um. Rutgers fan, kind of Rutgers fan here, even though I'm like more of an observer than anything else. But I think this season, like, um, I think Rutgers makes a surprise to people. But because we look at at them, like, um, last season they were in a lot of games, and that was and remember before, like, um, in the past, like they would like get blown out by like teams like Ohio State. And Michigan, where it would it would end up being close. I don't know if you if you saw like um Chris like last season like they took Michigan to overtime. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, 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 Grant last year Michigan like um wasn't that good, but but you know, and they put up they they put and they like were competent against Ohio State too. I believe like they like they they're not getting blown out like as easily like anymore. So. I think like um Greg Anano is like this is gonna be like um I think a big season for him to like um like really try to start like um getting this program like headed in the right direction. I definitely agree with that. The big big one for my team too is KU. But I'm hoping we can I'm just hoping they can get a win or two myself. But, I mean, I'm just excited for college football to be back. Yeah, I mean. We have games next Saturday, a couple. I mean, Ohio. yeah. So Last season, Ohio State only played six games. Yeah, like. I mean, it's it's crazy to think. It seems like a long time ago. Now it, but when you think about it, it seems like a long time ago. It actually really wasn't like that long ago that Ohio State, like, was playing six games. It really speaks to how far, like, sports has come, like, um, since those pandemic days now, like with the now, unfortunately, with the Delta variant, like surgery, we still got we still like um gotta be cautious, but it's still like um is it still feels good to like have like a full college football season this time around, definitely, definitely. Super I mean, excited. Michael, I mean, you're, you're a bit too quiet here, my man. Talk about the upcoming college football season, a bit too quiet here, my boy. My cats, my dogs, have they have their moment in the sun, you know? But all, all seriousness, I get I, I consider um my surprise team for, for college football, and it's a champ that I do. We are yo, Alex, I'll send you up. My we are. my favorite my one of my favorite college teams are we are. Penn State. We are 
Penn State. We are. All right. Penn also State. Like, and I also like OH. Anybody know that one? Yeah, if y'all don't know this, Chan, for this football team, I like them. Yeah, give me a hint. Chris, OH? I don't know this chant. Ohio. Oh, it's for Ohio. Oh, Adam, yeah. OH? Ohio. Well, not the Ohio State fans in this. Podcast. Well, I have a friend named Ryan McElroy that been on the show a couple of times. Y'all know Ryan. He's a big Ohio State fan. For me, my favorite college team for football, Gator. Gator Nation. Still Florida fan? Gator Nation. And also, like, we're going, to, we're going to Death Valley. We're going to Death Valley. One of the greatest college rivalries. I can't wait to see Florida versus LSU, baby. I can't do and you can't win in the swamp. I'm telling you, any SEC team that's playing at the swamp with all them fans. Damn. Oh God! Oh, 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 Alex! Alabama is gonna whoop them in the swamp. No, not at the swamp. Yes. If it's any other place. No. Alabama. Like the word Kirk two says. The where's the Kirk slat says? If it's on the, if it's at any other place, I'm going Alabama. But you, you at the swamp. That's you host Bama and Georgia this season. You're losing two games in this swamp at least. You are Florida at yes. swamp. You are not beating Bama or Georgia. Those are two, Chris, maybe two best teams in the nation. I love you, man. No. I, but there's no way in hell that Florida loses at the swamp. I understand. If Haven't they lost the, at the swamp like every season recently? But we at the swamp, baby. They always lose in the swamp. <laughs> Oh. Let's check last year's football schedule. You don't lose at the swamp. You don't lose at the swamp. All right, guys. Since I consider myself Lee Corso, you know, you know something, sweethearts. I'm saying, I like that song. And I love to go in the swamp, nation. And we guys. I got an idea for one more episode. We should go to a college football game to get your game on. Get your game on a college game. Like, like during, during like, the, during, like we got to do college game day edition. Which is an episode. We'll talk about it. I mean, we'll definitely talk. We'll, we'll definitely discuss like, what we're going to do. Not only for college game day, but NFL game day, too. Because... You know, Guys, we're up, yeah, we're it's gonna be very fun times for this podcast. Like we're both college with football coming back in general. I mean, it's gonna be electric. But guys, we're running low on time, so you guys know what time it is. This is how we end every single episode. Best of the episode. Yep. To yep, best of the episode. So to recap last episode, as I you know do every time, I got back on track. I had the Dodgers over the Mets on the spread. Dodgers covered the sweep the mess. They covered the spread. I add 10 points. Alex, my friend, had the Yankees over the White Sox on my line. He, he sold his soul. And right. you know what? It ended up paying off for him. Yankees beat the White Sox. And um, yeah, 50 points. Chris, like, I obviously made your bet in your place. I also had the Yankees. And, oh, you had the Yankees over the White Sox. So, obviously, you add 15 points as well. David, like, dropped this one. He had the Padres over the Rockies. Rockies beat the Padres. So, David took an L. Marcellus had the Mets over the Dodgers on the money line. And, 
He took an L, and Michael, like, picked a summer league game, Canes over Mavericks, and you know what? He will on his bet, so Michael takes it up there, so. I love summer league. I'll go to every, when I'm in Vegas, I'll go to every summer league game. Okay. For me, I'm like, when it comes to betting summer league, I win every time. Don't bet against me in summer league. All right, Chris, remember when I told you earlier that uh, when we did our best segment, you would like what you have to hear? Oh, that's true. Well, guess what, my friend? You are right now our current ringleader in first wow. place. I got a points. He hasn't been here in 14 episodes and he's kicking our ass. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, right behind you, Chris, is your Shuli. I'm currently in second place, 17 19 record. 180.04 points. Michael, my friend, you're in third place. 1970 record, 174.27 points. Davis in fourth place, 2016 record, 143.32 points. Marcellus is in fifth place, 2016 record, 131.26 points. Alex, my friend, remains in last place. 13 20th record, 86.96 points. But I don't know if you guys noticed this, my friends. Alex here is currently on a three bet winning streak. He's going to Alex, what do you have to say? May the streak continue. Yeah, let's You're see. Hopefully, hopefully, he can get back to um. The stands and try and make this interesting here. Marce- like, start creeping up on ourselves a little bit. Alex, I love you. You're not winning. Yes, I am. All right, All buddy. Right. We'll see. All right, guys. I mean, we unfortunately, we don't have David's bet. So, Alex, you're going to pick for David again. But we do have Marcellus's bet. Mm-hmm. Marcellus is taking the Dodgers over the Mets on the money line. So, okay. and, and that's for Friday's game. So, I'm going to go with my, uh, again, and you know what? You may accuse me of being unoriginal. You may accuse me of being, like, redundant, but you know what? I don't really care. Like, last time when I picked the Dodgers over the Mets, Max Scherzer was on the mound for the Dodgers. And now I'm looking at Saturday. Dodgers at home against the Mets. Max Scherzer on the mound. Mets in, Mets in free-falling. So I'm going to take that bet. I'm going to do a repeat. And on Saturday, I'm going to take the Dodgers over the Mets on the spread, minus a run and a half. So that's my bet. Okay. okay. I like it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Chris, you remember all times like um um Michael was like picking the Knicks over and over again, and it ended up working out for him. That. So you know what? I may as well like um do the same a little here. Adam, don't be broke, using don't my strategy. Adam, don't be a dick and use my strategy to win. Shame. Hey, if you make a strategy public, then other people can use it. <laughs> That's the rules when it comes to betting. Uh, all right, all right, Chris, all right, all right. Um, Alex, 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 my friend, you're up. Go ahead. I am gonna pick Tampa Bay Rays money line. 
All right, gotcha. Now do David's bet. All right, all right, all right, um, all right yeah, do David's bet. Okay, I would do. Uh, Dodgers over Phillies. I mean, Padres I mean, over uh, Phillies. Dodgers over Mets. You know what? I, you know what? No, I, no, no, no. I meant, I meant Padres over Phillies. I was considering that for my bet too, because Blake Snell's on the mound against the yeah, Phillies, I'm and considering that as well. I mean, Blake Snell isn't having a great season, but still, like you, like you'd like that matchup. All right, it is first on-air bet, bet in a while. Our ringleader, Chris Kiern, go ahead. All right, so I, I'm definitely going to go with some baseball tonight. And I had a couple options I was thinking of. And I have one I really key in on, and it just turns out that it's going to be a head-to-head matchup against one of the bets that has been placed already. I'm going with the Chicago White Sox money line against the Rays. And a head-to-head versus Alex. Oh. It was not planned, but this was my pick coming in. And we're rolling with it still. We don't back away from the challenge. That's a great matchup, too. White Sox is a race. big matchup. That, I, was, I was just looking, what's the best matchup I like? And I was just like, I just want to pick one of them. Yeah, the, I mean, we're definitely going to be locked into that one. That's going to be, be, that's great, gonna be great. All right, last up. Mike. Cunningham, go ahead. I'm in third place, right, sweetheart? Um, You're in third place, yeah. Okay, I, I, I got it. You uh, are currently like, you're currently less than six points behind me, and you're about like 13 points behind Chris. You know I'm going to go with the Yankees against the Twins. I'm going to do a same game parlay with DJ LeMay, you giving me one hit. That's yeah. actually um not that um bad. That's actually like creative no. there. I like that. Yeah. Because I know DJ May can hit the ball for me. So, I mean, DJ May is not having a great season, but for him to get hit and for the um, Yankees to beat the Twins, which we all know how the Yankees like always crush the Twins, that's definitely like Michael. That's creative thinking on your part. I like that. I always had a big brain. I just never used it. <laughs> I thought one year I would take the bet, but I was like, you know what, Adam, uh, I'll take it. All right. That's all for our bets, and that's all for this episode. So, as I said before, no episodes um next week because, again, your boy will be going on summer vacation. <laughs> I can't – I can't, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, – just so you guys know, I'm really – let me talk, Michael, then you then you can talk. But I'm really looking forward to it. Or do I, like me and my family we go there every single year? I mean, like we go there, Ocean City, Maryland, um, Carousel Hotel. I mean, it is just, I mean, I mean, it is just like an, an amazing time. And I, I can't, I, I will talk, I, I will talk a little bit about it, like, like during the beginning of our next episode, episode, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. I mean, Michael, you could go now. I'm about to go to Atlanta. From third next Thursday to Monday, so I'll be off the show. So yeah, Michael will not be on our next episode, but Chris, we expect you to. Ha- we expect to have Chris on for that episode. Oh yeah. All right, and Alex, Alex, like, 
will probably be on, and we and we may or may not, and who knows, we may decide to to bring a guest on at that point. I mean, I mean, definitely. Um, again, Chris, we are so excited to have you back on the podcast. We are glad. I mean, I'm glad we're glad you enjoyed your time at your um, like during like um your summer job. Uh, but you mean that Jesus can again. Again, but, but again, we're so excited to have you back on. Back. on and I mean, we had, I mean, it was so fun. Like I said before, it was so fun having you on the podcast and having you back and uh, having all these great times. I mean, exciting times to get your game from the podcast family. All right. So, anyone have any final thoughts? All right. That's it. This has been episode. 37 of the Gay Game Podcast with Josh Shuley, Amber Sai, Michael Cunningham, Alex Reach, and Chris Kinney. If you like what you heard, leave a like and follow or subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you want to join our conversation, drop a comment or review, and we may feature it in a future episode. Remember, my friends, don't see what you just fancy. If you can imagine a world, believe in it, and dive in. See you next time, and until then, stay lit. And we're out. <laughs>